Welcome to the City Life podcast. I'm Danae Jones, and today on our City Life Law segment, we're here with the WGC lawyers team, John Hayward and Rhiannon Saunders. And we're talking about defamation and the implications of what you post online. Welcome to the show, John and Rhiannon. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Now, online and the social media space has really taken on a world of its own in relation to defamation law for you guys, hasn't it? What do you see are the problems out there for people on a day-to-day basis with what they're posting online? Danae, the problem is that nowadays anyone can post whatever they like to whomever they like and that can present some real issues depending on what the content is. So let's say I'm sharing something on social media. Am I defaming somebody if I'm sharing something uh, on social media that someone doesn't like? If you're sharing something on social media and that post makes a statement about someone else and that statement is a defamatory statement, then you could be just as responsible for the original post that was issued as the person that originally posted it. Wow. So I guess we need to be very careful about what we put on social media then. We certainly do. So John, what is defamation? For those listening in, how do they know when they're on social media or in the online space, whether they're stepping over the mark or not? Thanks, Danae. Well, defamation is anything that's said or written about another person which really causes harm to that other person's reputation, uh, can cause harm to their business, uh, can cause harm to their ability to learn a livelihood. Um, It's got to be a statement that's not true, um, unfair, and as I said, causes harm to their to their reputation. So we've seen lots of cases in the media, and we hear about all the big dollar values that people are awarded in defamation cases. Now I'm not sure if that's reality or not, but it's certainly the celebrities we hear about. And Rebel Wilson springs to mind as a very public defamation battle recently. I mean, what can people be awarded in cases? I think you're right, Danae. What we often hear reported in the press are the higher profile cases involving celebrities who are earning a lot of money. It's hard to assess, I suppose, what a person's reputation is worth to them. But generally speaking, the courts look at two different parts of awarding damages. The first part is general damages that you try and use to compensate someone for the harm that they've suffered. That's capped at around a quarter of a million dollars. Um, And then the other part is you look at, well, has it caused any financial loss? Have you lost business? Have you lost the potential to earn um, an income because of the reputational harm that you've suffered? Each case is different. I suppose it depends upon how many people have uh, read or seen the defamatory remarks that have been made. Um, It depends upon how serious or horrible the things are that have been said. And those things all have some bearing upon the amount of compensation that people might be awarded. But look, depending upon the circumstances, we're talking about the tens of thousands or the hundreds of thousands of dollars in compensation rather than the, the millions of dollars. So John, who can bring about a defamation claim? Um, anyone, I suppose, who feels that they've been you know, unlawfully or unfairly treated, something that's been said bad about them. 
um, and um, alternatively um, businesses, small businesses, businesses that have less than 10 employees can also bring a defamation claim. And so what's the process to go about bringing forward a defamation claim? The first thing I would say is that it's really wise if you do believe that you are offended by a publication that's been made about you, um, go and see a lawyer, get some legal advice to make sure that your complaint is valid and, and worthwhile bringing. The first step that a lawyer will take after having looked at all of the evidence is to prepare a letter to be sent to the person that's made the publication. And that letter is key. Everything that is contained in that letter is very important. Often it can lead to the resolution of your complaint. Sometimes it won't and you'll need to take further action, in which case what you've said in the letter is very important um, in order to progress the action that is taken. And so when you say that just sending the one letter can sometimes resolve it, how? What, from your experience, what have you noticed? Well, I think it's fair to say that the majority of them do resolve at that mm. stage. You're required to clearly set out what the person has said, how that has upset you, and also what they can do to fix it. And a lot of the time people are prepared to remove an offending post, make an apology, uh, compensate them in some small way, if it's just paying for their lawyer's bill. And for a lot of people, that's a satisfactory outcome. Um, they've achieved um, what they set out to achieve and it doesn't need to go any further. So I guess what happens if the matter doesn't resolve after that first letter is sent? It's really important to know that you only have 12 months from the date of the defamatory publication to commence a claim in court. Yeah. So is that it? Once that 12 months is up, you have no recourse after that? That's right. So you need to make sure that if you are interested in bringing a claim against the person that's published the defamatory statement, that you see a lawyer and or file a claim within 12 months from the date of the publication. And I guess it really springs to mind to me that we are in an online era and we really need to be careful about what we're saying out there, don't we? Absolutely, you need to be careful about what you're saying, where you're saying it, who you're saying it to. I know with Facebook, for example, there are groups that you can be a part of and you might feel if you're in a group that you're surrounded by like-minded people and that no one will do anything with a statement that you may have made in that group. But people are able to screenshot conversations these days and um, it's possible for a statement that you've made to be screenshotted and sent to someone and that may be used as evidence against you. I think it's also just the very nature of social media, and this is what we tell our kids. You know, what you put out there, once it's on the internet, you've got no control over it anymore, no ownership. So where you might publish something locally, you've got no control over where it may end up. It can be there forever. Um, it can be used in other ways, you know, beyond what you initially intended. And I guess the message is for people that laws are really changing in this space, aren't they? As government realise the ramifications, the mental health issues that are coming as a result of it, the loss of income for people, whether they be high profile or in business, the laws are tightening up and people are liable or um, they could have cases come against them much more quickly. I think the laws have also had to adapt because you know, up until recently, the majority of defendants in defamation matters were newspapers. 
um, you know, the established print media that have their own rules and code of conduct that they have to adhere to. Whereas now, the, the uh, internet being what it is, anyone can say anything and publish it to a worldwide audience. And there's no code of conduct. There's nothing to stop them. So the laws have had to adapt in relation to that. And so I guess, what would be your key takeaway message for those listening? Just be mindful about what you publish online about someone else. I think if you feel that you've been the victim of unfair comments made online, then um, take some advice and do it as quickly as you can. Thanks a lot for your advice, Rhiannon and John. We appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to our City Life Law segment on defamation with WGC lawyers John Hayward and Rhiannon Saunders. If you'd like some more information about that, you can go to our website citylifemedia.com.au or feel free to reach out to the experienced team at WGC Lawyers.